episode 10, New Principles in Marketing and Communication. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, and you're listening to Tristan Schaub of Cairo Sushi's Perspective. For doctors who want a thriving practice and abundant home life, listen as your host, Dr. Justin Trosclair, goes behind the curtain and interviews doctors and guests about real-world triumph, struggles, practical tips, and entertainment on this episode of A Doctor's Perspective. Welcome back, everybody. Today on the show, we have Tristan Schaub, but he's with Cairo Sushi. I know, we have another chiropractor. Trust me, he's a different. He's not actually a chiropractor. He's another marketer, and he's going to have a big conference in May. But we go on a tangent about social media, marketing, Google AdWords. Uh, we go into a lot of details about that, so hopefully you won't gloss over. But I think if you're a clinic owner, you will be excited afterwards, maybe a little overwhelmed. You may call your, if you don't do it yourself and you have someone, you're going to probably be on the phone afterwards. Hey, what about X, Y, and Z? What about this? So he's got a lot of nuggets from the beginning all the way to the end of the show. He's got something fun to share, like the, the top three things people want in life and that you can help them optimize. His words, not mine. Things that you need on your website, ways to make it more Google friendly and, and, and not bounce as much and lots and lots more. So hopefully that intrigues you. As always, the travel tip is at the end of the episode. All of today's show notes can be found at adoctorsperspective.net slash one zero. Well, I've got a new update for you guys and gals, aka the doctors out there listening. I want you to know, I keep talking about this book and I don't really expect to sell lots of copies and be the next big thing or anything. Right now, I just want to give you guys the journey because... If you've never done this before, maybe you'll learn something from me. Like I submitted this week, if you saw it on Facebook Live, the uh, Kindle version within 24 hours, it was already up there. So it's on Amazon.com. Today's choices, tomorrow's health. I can type my name and boom, you'll see it. Okay. The book I thought was done and then the artwork was a little off. So you got to order a proof. And so that postpones you another 10 days. And the point is, it's always something where you think it's finished and then it takes another three days revision another three or four or five days. And so it just adds and adds and adds. So it always takes longer than we expect. So that's something to remember for yourself if you ever do something like this. Of course, you know, what I like people to purchase it and love it and sell it to their clients or give it to as a, as a referral gift or thanks for being a new patient. Sure, of course. But for me, you know, it's about putting what I know out there, finally putting it on paper, maybe getting some interviews, maybe getting some local fame when I go back to America and whatever city you're in and using that as a stepping stone for more marketing, maybe getting on TV or the radio or just positioning yourself a step above the competition. Does that make sense? So anyway, that's my update for today. And as well, we got merchandise on a doctorperspective.net slash shop. If you are interested in getting any kind of upper cervical t-shirts or things with the logo, it's not much money as far as what I make on each sale, but it does help defray the costs and we always appreciate it. Other than that, let's enjoy the show. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Very excited to have on the show today. Tristan of Cairo Sushi. Welcome. Hey, Dr. Justin. How you doing, brother? Doing well. Where am I calling you from today? Well, you're calling me from Asia, I think, right? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Maybe the reverse. <laughs> so um, I'm call- you're calling me right now in upstate New York. I live in Malibu, but I am stuck in upstate New York until our first Cairo Sushi Summit event. Actually, I'm flying out to California next week for Cal Jam. I might, I might stay at home there for a week or two. But um, home base for Cairo Sushi until our summit, 
is going to be upstate New York. And then after that, uh, I'm probably going to go uh, drink a lot of tequila in uh, the Cayman Islands for like a month yeah. and disappear because this has been a lot more work than I ever anticipated. <laughs> so, I gotta, is this the first or this is the second one, right? No, this is going to be the first one. First oh ever. Oh, my goodness. Well, yeah. Yeah. People who are listening to this, there's a lot of different type of doctors. It's not just chiropractors. So explain, what is this? What is Cairo Sushi? What, how did it come about? And, and you're not even a doctor. So how did you become interested in chiropractic to begin with and then evolve into creating this huge conference? Yeah, dude. Um, so Cairo Sushi is a, a movement. Either in some people's eyes, it's a bowel movement. Or in, in my eyes, it's a, a movement to bring back uh, to basic principles of marketing, communication, uh, practice management, personal and professional development, uh, and and have it on a uh, stage in 2017 with an evolution of where we've gone with those 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 modalities and tools of communication and marketing. So um, some people think of us as an offshoot of Parker. We're not associated with Parker. Um, our founders were deeply invested in the old school Parker seminars. And, and when I say that, a lot of people understand what I mean when mm-hmm. I say that, that, uh, uh, Parker after Jim Parker died is a different Parker seminar than before Jim Parker died when Jim That's Parker was alive and running it. Um, this is where, you know, Tony Robbins came and, and, and started his career in some ways. Um, it was really, I mean, there's five to 8,000 people sometimes at the Vegas seminars, same thing with SIDS event. And so we looked at the landscape and said, Hey, we're not tied to a school, so we don't have any, um, I, I don't know if we can, we swear in here or no, uh, preferably not either way. I'm no, going okay. to cut it out if you do, <laughs> cool. uh, without the BS of, of a school behind us, um, we can kind of dictate and, uh, do what we want. Um, and we're really focused on becoming a gateway as an option for um, consumers, the chiropractors out there that are looking for help, and the producers, those chiropractic coaches and partners uh, that we believe that we vet and say, hey, these are guys that are, and girls that are getting uh, great quality results with their programs. Um, you know, we have a Charlie Ward, and, and some people might not be ready for a Char- Charles Ward, or some people might have already gone through Charles Ward's program. And then they see Liam Schubel and they say, you know what, Liam's the kind of guy I want to invest in for a year. You know, most coaches typically have a start and a game plan uh, to bring people to an end, end zone. So our theory is that we should bring options. And there's all different types of options. Uh, the seminar is not going to unite the profession. Uh, that's not our goal. Our, the seminar is not going to, um, you know, you're not going to come back and, and have gold coming out of people's ears when you're doing an upper cervical adjustment on Monday afternoon. But we do believe that you're going to come back motivated, uh, focused with game plans and strategies that will satiate you for the next, uh, you know, hopefully six months at least to nine months to the next year. And, and we'll see where we're going with it, where if we want to add more dates, the, the goal right now is just once a year. And then we have the left arm, so that I would say is our right arm. The left arm is kairosushi.com, which is a continuation of marketing, practice management, communication, tips, growth hacks. Um, and then we intertwine that with news and some fun stuff to break up the monotony with like memes. You know, a lot of people know us for our Kairo Sushi memes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the story on Kairo Sushi. Uh, the story on me is I am uh, kind of a serial entrepreneur. 
I grew up in chiropractic. My father's a chiropractor of 39 years. My grandmother and grandfather were uh, both met in chiropractic college back when uh, the doctors were being pulled out and, or the professors were being pulled out in handcuffs. And um, my aunt and uncles, they're all chiropractors, so big chiropractic oh, wow. family. Uh, my, my uncle by uh, marriage is Dr. James Lehman, uh, who's a big uh, name in, in the kind of sports chiropractor of the ACA world. And, um, you know, on my father's side, we have a lot of the old school kind of hardcore subluxations, you know, straights, right. uh, if you will, uh, with a little bit of mixing. He went to national, which is interesting. So, yeah, that's, a, that's um, definitely a mixed school. Yeah. So, uh, you know, our goal with Cairo Sushi is really just, you know, help doctors make more money, save money in their practice, make their life easier. Uh, we're really not tied to any political organization. Uh, you know, the ICA recently just supported us. We support them. Um, you know, as long as you're not trying to kill people by cutting them open and, and putting drugs in their system, you're, you're kind of okay with us. So if you're straight, you're a mixer, um, you know, as long as you want to help serve and love more people – I think we're a good fit for you for, for at least food for thought mm-hmm. or at the very best, uh, we can become your go-to seminar every year for growth hacking and, and building your, your practice. So definitely, like you said, the seminar is going to be a, not a continuing ed situation at all. This well, there's gonna, CE credits. There's some there CE is. credits. But, okay. I mean, you, you got to do that to get people in there sometimes and to uh, satiate and give them value, but it's not a predominant feature of our seminar. I mean, we have Grant Cardone, um, as a keynote speaker. So that's, wow. that kind of tells you where we're headed. Definitely. And he does not, uh, do things for free. So we know that this is going to be a value packed, uh, <laughs> yeah, seminar. That's true. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. And where, and where it's going, I'm sorry. And where it's going dude. just so you know, in 2018, the goal is going to be probably about 50% DCs and CAs, speakers, and the other 50% are going to be uh, like top-line entrepreneurs. Not only do we have Grant Cardone this year, but we have my friend and colleague from my, my last startup or startup a couple startups before, um, John Sung Kim, who, who founded and created 5.9, which is a company that went at $350 million valuation. Um, he created uh, Dr. Base alongside with me and a couple other co-founders. Um, he's working on a new startup called JetBridge, which is uh, founded or uh, it's angel funded by Paul Allen from Microsoft. So it's mm-hmm. a, like some legit people that we believe you you need to get with the top people in chiropractic, the C, the top CAs. But we also want to satiate your need for how about the people outside the profession that are successful that can share insights and tips to building a business. Correct. Correct. And yeah. they have a lot to offer. I think beyond what we see, because they're going to see from a lot of different business aspects, like the guy you just mentioned, you know, they're going to have a, a wealth of knowledge from a lot of different companies, bringing it together, hopefully tailoring it to the medical profession, doctor, you know, chiropractic profession a little bit. So it makes it easier for us to um, translate what's said and put into our own clinic. But that's amazing. Yeah, totally, dude. Totally. Dude. Really yeah. So you yeah, got like be- booths, like, so the, uh, all, like the management companies you were talking about, are these people going to have booths or they have a certain track where they can have their own time to I, speak as well? I, yeah. Well, uh, the, the keynote, the, the, the key presenters who have like an hour presentations, uh, I would mm-hmm. say half of them have said, Hey, yeah, I would love to have a booth there. Um, you know, they do have a goal of signing up people. Uh, it's not going to be a pitch, a pitch a thon on, on stage, uh, but they do, you know, they're going to make themselves accessible during the week. 
so that people want to uh, sign up with them. The other half don't. They're just there to, to serve and love. We have, a, a, I would say, a mixture of entrepreneurs outside the profession, uh, social media uh, experts inside and outside the profession, um, uh, chiropractors with coaching programs, mm-hmm. chiropractors without coaching programs, and CAs and similar. So they're all a little bit a mixture of, you know, some of these people do have something that they're, they're going to sell, um, mm-hmm. uh, not on stage but around. Uh, hopefully, you know, if someone's delivering great content and you connect with them, you're going to want to learn more about what they can do to inspire you more to take action and make changes in your practice. You know, Dr. Charles Ward, he's going to kick off Thursday and he's going to go from 8 a.m. till, you know, 2 p.m., I think. And he is, you know, in this profession known as the coach of the coaches. Like he's, he's like the legit boss. You know, this is a guy who worked with Jim Parker, Jim Sigafus. Um, He's, you know, now the, uh, the OG of chiropractic coaching, right? Still has a great program. Um, he's got, uh, you know, uh, 20 people he's bringing from his inner circle program to bring to the event. We hope that there's going to be 10 or 12 people that are at the event at least that say, you know what, Dr. Ward is awesome. I need to learn more and join his program. Um, so, and then there's people like, um, you know, uh, Willie Kindred who is a phenomenal practitioner, a phenomenal human being, who is just up there to love and serve, doesn't have anything to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know that if people want to call him you know, after hours and just get some love and get some insights, he'll be that guy after the event. Um, so um, you know, hopefully everyone gets a little mixture of, of motivation, inspiration, and more importantly, strategies and, and tools that they can go back to uh, – clinic with when well, i expect a speaker to have something even grant cardone's gonna have books he's probably has these i don't know thirty thousand dollar mastermind groups like if you were really that oh yeah grant's got stuff oh, involved grant. and wanted to go to the next level so there's always that even if you go to a seminar technique you know you pay to go learn the technique and then they're gonna have in the back all their sponsors all the other little gadgets and things that you can purchase mm-hmm. so if you don't, if you assume that they're going to be trying to sell something, I think, okay, now we got that out of the way. Let's just focus on content. And if you like what he has, maybe you can buy something. If you don't, at least you got a good hour, hour and a half out of the speaker. Yeah. You know, there's out of 25 plus speakers, dude, there's, you're going to go, well, uh, you know, I would say more than half of them you're going to like. Um, there's going to be some speakers that some people go, couldn't stand the guy or girl. Couldn't, you know what? Um, yeah. that, and then there's going to be, you know, a percentage of go, I, I need more. I need that. That is the person that I resonate with. And if it's Grant Cardone, because you really need to kick up your sales training and get your staff motivated and into sales techniques, then he's got Cardone U, which um, I believe is a $20,000 program. I know they're going to have a mm-hmm. special offer for Cairo Sushi Summit attendees. Um, I've walked through the program. I've been through the program. It's amazing. I mean, it's, it's a valuable program that any type of business, especially chiropractic, could utilize. Not to be a shill, but... When are the dates? Uh, May 3rd through May 7th. Um, May 3rd is Wednesday evening. We start off with a share session, uh, basically around 6 o'clock, for kind of early birds, people that get there. Um, there's a CE class there to kind of incentivize people to get there, because Thursday morning, 8 in the morning, we, we rock and roll. 
And then oh, nice. Saturday night will be the clo- kind of closing of the actual full scale event, and Grant Cardone will be the closing speaker. Sunday morning, we have one other CE class, and then I'm hosting a social media all-star panel with uh, Dr. Langmaid from the Evidence-Based Cairo, uh, Sean Andrews from Inspired Chiropractor, um, Jason Deitch from uh, Ampli- Amplified, uh, a couple you know, big names in, in social media who are all going to be on a niche topic from like retargeting to um, how to use uh, Facebook ads. Um, you know, I think someone's doing something on, you know, consistency, which is a big issue with social media marketing. That's Jim Chester. Yeah. Uh, Jim actually, Jim is who's, who, who nominated me to talk with you, um, for the chiropreneur. Yeah. So that's going to motivate people to kind of stick around and that's you know, going to be a perfect kind of ending point. And then they can go back home on Sunday afternoon and get ready to work on Monday. Or as I suggest, take Monday off to digest and relax I don't think it's healthy for, for doctors to go right back in after uh, a couple of days. They should have a one-day kind of rebound, digest, and then go take action on Tuesday. That's my opinion. I mean, it's kind of true because you're going to be on overwhelm. You're going to have all these notes, mm-hmm. and then you're going to either put the book aside and never do it, or you're going to be dis- really distracted with your patients the next day. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, well, that's really good. Um, are you going to be speaking as well about how you're doing with the, the Cairo Sushi, with the MIMS and, and the products that you offer to the, the chiropractors? You know, I, I am. Um, we're, we're, I'm going to be having some uh, after-hour kind of classes that aren't on the schedule for, for little mini groups. And then at the Sunday mm-hmm. Social Media All-Star Panel, um, I'll bring as much content as I can bring uh, that Sunday. Uh, I, I really focus on when I work with doctors on Google AdWords. Um, which I was a beta tester for Google AdWords uh, back in the early 2000s. So I'm uh, also a certified Google partner uh, with a couple Mm -hmm. of my other companies and startups. So that's where I'm really well versed. Um, I'm I'm a niche marketer in LinkedIn. Uh, And then obviously, you know, the memes that Cairo Sushi does, um, I can teach people how to do it. I can teach them kind of strategies on how to be, uh, as I like to say, funny as money. You know, funny is money in any type of marketing uh, to get engagement, to uh, connect with an audience. Um, so it's not it's not easy for most doctors because how do I make chiropractic funny? We're we're trying our best with Cairo Sushi, so we'll we'll be talking a little bit about that. Of course, that's a great question. Yeah, and that's something you, that transcends. Like regardless of the type <laughs> of doctor you are, if you start following memes or you're like, oh, these are really funny when you're scrolling through Facebook. You can start getting creative, or actually, your staff—they probably love to play on social media while they're at work a little bit. Yeah, you can but. you can get your staff. You know, uh, most of your staff is going to be millennials, um, mm-hmm. and they are Reddit users, or they use Imgur, or they follow Twitter, of course, um, and they're up to date with pop culture references. Um, yeah. you know, a lot of a lot of doctors would probably look at that as trash. But the problem is, is that your patients don't. They look at it as, as a release from their work. Um, and so if you can connect with them on that level, you know, I had a, a, a clinic that I ran uh, the marketing and business development for, for example, I had a, a, a company and a, and a clinic that we ran uh, a Facebook uh, promotion. So it were all memes. It was just all memes all the time for the first six months just to wow. build up the users uh, and get a connection with the audience. And then we started, you know, kind of dripping in, oh, here's a special here, or here's an edification piece here, because no one really wanted to hear about that on a daily basis. 
But within a no. year, within one year, uh, we went from you know zero followers to over thirty five hundred followers, um, and in our community, it became about twenty nine percent of where we acquired new patients from. So it's the yeah. same principles that I apply in Cairo Sushi. It's the same principles I apply anywhere in any business startup that I have when it comes to social media marketing. Um, you you really should focus on being engaging, uh, funny, uh, and make it make it where people want to keep coming back because they want to see what happens next or they know that I can get really great stuff from there. And that's why, you know, the youth is really connected with us. Logan college students specifically who they say this, that we're their number one, like go to chiropractic site, you know? And, and I, yeah, we were, we were doing a, a seminar down with the Philos group and Logan, which is a hardcore based philosophical group, really great group of kids and I asked them during my talk, I said, hey, who's, who's heard of, uh, you know, Jim Parker, I think it was, uh, because we were talking about Parker seminars and, you know, two people raised their hands and there was like a hundred wow. kids in there. And I asked them who, who's heard of Cairo Sushi and 90 hands, you know, went up, <laughs> not just like, like they didn't just go, they went to the roof. They're like, yes. And that to me was like, I love that yeah, guy. bigger than anything. Cause I was like. All right, this is this is resonating because when you're going through school or you're working your practice, um, you should be able to say, you know what, every day is a blessing and a gift of what I get to do and what I'm learning and what I can teach people. But it's mm -hmm. also, you know, it's a grind, it's a hustle. So I need to like give my brain some like love and some color, right? And just say, you know what, it's yeah. funny. Like this, sometimes what we do is funny. I mean, I've seen in I. We have a we have a kind of sushi. We have um, I do because I'm the one that makes the memes. Uh, I have a, a internal Cossacks adjustment fixation because I just think it's oh, the gosh. funniest thing, dude. And I've literally seen people in other groups just go, "What are they doing? This is so weird." Blah blah. But the majority of people are like, "Oh my god, that is so funny." I'm like. It's an inside joke yeah, we laugh about all the right. time. It's like, dude, it's like the strangest adjustment. Like, you know, so we do some weird memes like on that, for example. And, um, you know, when, if, if I can make someone laugh during the day, then I feel like, you know, I did something on earth that was really cool that day. Well, and you said, you know, a year, six months. For some people, that's very daunting. That's yep. overwhelming. I have to post one thing every day. Oh, my gosh. And I've, you know, I'm trying to grow my Instagram. And so I've. I got all these travel photos from Asia yeah. and I was putting those on and I'm slamming out like my website on there trying to do the podcast, you know, just as like a mem and you know, you're getting organic likes and everything, but it's like, I have all this stuff. So you just got to go through, maybe you have a whole bunch of pictures that you, you know, you can be creative in how you do it, how you want to represent your clinic and your specialty. I think to, to make the mems, you, you, you have you know, to be, be like so boring. You have to be authentically you. And if you're not funny, that's okay. Um, make fun of being not funny. You know, what, the antithesis is being like, hey, I don't know. You know, become grumpy DC and just, <laughs> and just be, you know, complain about whatever you want to complain about on a daily basis. Because that's who, you're, you know, like attracts like, right? That's who you're going to connect with. Um, your audience is going to be the people that are similar to you, have similar tastes. Um, that's the way it is in your practice, right? It's the same thing. It's typically you're like, wow, I really connect with about, you know, the majority of my patients, you know, it's not always going to be that way, but, um, 
you know, the majority of my patients, I would like to go out with. I would, I would like to become friends with, which is another, you know, conversation. Yeah, the whole uh, other conversation. yeah but um, you know, when when chiropractors talk about building their tribe, really, mm-hmm. what they should be talking about is building their tribe of their their patient tribe. Is who are going to be the go to lifetime patients that are going to have your back when you go through life as a chiropractor, and here's the reality is we go through life as a professional service provider, guess what? 50% chance you're gonna get divorced. Uh, the chiropractic lifestyle, you know, there's a lot of shiny, happy people that we see on social media, you know, the really good looking mm-hmm. chiropractors with a really good looking family. But the reality is, is that, you know, there's another side of that that's not true. You know, my father went through um, divorce, went through bankruptcy, went through having a, a $3 million uh, practice and coaching clinic in the 80s to uh, in the 90s uh, going through a divorce and bankruptcy and in the early 2000s getting sick and having a rebound. Wow. That's going to be the circle of life that you go through. And once you build your tribe, he's had his tribe since the 80s. These are patients that have followed him 40 miles that have wow. sustained his practice and helped uh, you know, uh, his practice survive during tough times. And help mm-hmm. this practice be a thriving practice during the really boom times. So, you know, be authentically you so you can build those connections that are going to sustain you throughout your whole practice life. That's yeah. right. my, my two cents. And I'll say this. You know, when I was, I don't know, I guess it was maybe four or five years ago, mm-hmm. Google was where the place was. If you're going to spend money on advertising, it was Google. And people were like, let's try social media. But it just seemed like. Everybody was throwing their money away. And so people that I was talking to, like, just avoid it. But now in the last year or so with the pixel and the retargeting, it seems like things have really switched really quick. And if you're not, if you're listening to that old advice, maybe it's time to um, tune into some some different people to show you how it actually works and where it can be profitable. But you do have to spend money. It's not like, you know, you used to spend $600 or a month on yellow pages. You need to still spend $600 a month on uh, new advertising. Yeah. True or not true? Yeah. It, there's no doubt. I mean, um, if, uh, if you post something on Facebook without spending money or, uh, spending money on a majority of your campaigns in Facebook, it's like if a tree dies in a forest, do you hear it? You know, it's, it's, if you don't spend money, it's going to go nowhere. But if you spend money in the right places and you spend it on the right content, you can typically get better results with your organic content. So save some money there. Uh, invest in smart spending on Facebook. My theory is you just need to – what, what is smart spending? Yeah, smart spending is um, you know, stuff that you have a goal you know, focused on, right? So it's not just to get reach. It's not just to get seen. If you're going to spend mm-hmm. money on a Facebook post, what is your goal of that post? Is it to get it to get shares so that you can uh, you know, increase your engagement that way? Or is your goal to get conversions and collect emails? Is your goal uh, to build up subscribers and followers of your social media page? Because you, know, you gotta think about all those things, right? Your social media page is like your credit score rating for a, for a private practice. If I go to your website and you have a plugin, typically this is what I suggest to most doctors, if you have a plugin on your website that shows how many followers you have on Facebook, my kind of, you know, the quantitative number I look for is about 2% of your, um, your demographic or not 2% of your population of your town. 
So if you have 100,000 people in your town, you should have 2,000 followers at least. Because that to me says, oh, that's where the concentration of our community is going. They, they believe, they, they said, I like this person, so I believe mm-hmm. it too because that's just that's social proof, right? That's social proof 101. So you should have a goal of building your followers. It's sometimes you should have a goal of expanding your engagement through viral content. You should have a goal of collecting emails. And then ultimately, you should also have goals of getting dollar bills, you know, which is, you know, with, with doctors, it's, you know, come into my that's practice. Really. Yeah. So that's what I say is smart spending. Um, if I can get a little bit more diversified in that, it's to have a palette, right? It's to have a channel of dripping faucets, right? Let's say you have this, you know, one faucet here is, is your Facebook advertising. The other is Instagram. The next faucet is Google AdWords. Next faucet is LinkedIn. And then you say, you know what? This is smart spending because it's a low, low patient acquisition cost if you do it right. Uh, then you should start funneling some of your money into print and then radio, a little bit of radio, and a little bit of TV. That's a little bit more ego driven. It's top of mind mm-hmm. advertising. But when you can, you can spend money on radio, print and TV, what you're saying is to your competition is I ain't going anywhere there. You know, Jack, I got this. This is my corner. Um, and there's smart things you can do in radio print that, that coincide with collaborative efforts with your social media marketing. So, my theory is have have as many faucets, just like in your practice, have as many faucets of pro bono, so free patients, um, uh, insurance patients, uh, work comp patients, cash patients, and subdivided cash patients with prepaid versus pay as you go, and mm-hmm. you know so you don't you want to have a diverse portfolio of channels of social media marketing. Just like you want to have a diverse portfolio of your patient portfolio. Okay. Should doctors be concerned more about their clinic page or their personal page? Because now they got like, I got to try to figure out both or what is your opinion? Oh, they should, they should, they might. I've been saying this since 2008. Uh, do not friend your patients on Facebook. Do And, and <laughs> my own father doesn't listen to me, so I don't know who's going to listen to me. But okay. I that? believe do not friend your, your patients on Facebook. Well, one – because at some point you need to have you need to have your own Facebook time for which is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook should still be fun and a gate a getaway. And when you're getting messages from your patients, can I can you see me tomorrow? Oh, that uh, type. Okay. Yeah, you know that that sucks. And I and I've been a part of relationships where I've been you know involved with a doctor who would get those messages, and I say you got to you got to train your patients. You got to tell them you cannot contact me here. And this, in this one, it's not HIPAA compliant. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, it's 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 rude, and it's 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 not a collaborative partnership, which is what the patient relationship should be with the doctor, right? It should be a, we're in this together. That's abusive to me. So to to stop it, the easiest way is to not friend your patients on Facebook. However, it's 2017; it's really hard to do that. And you can also do some marketing with your personal page on Facebook. So. My opinion is, <laughs> this is my opinion, is do not friend your patients on Facebook. However, I can argue the other side of if you do, you can use it to help market your practice in, in certain ways. I just right. want people to know that the majority of where they should be focused on to answer your question is uh, when it comes to the doctor themselves, uh, a focus should be on their clinic page. And, and that's where they're building up their community 
of of followers and eventual patients. Okay. Hope that made sense. Yeah, I mean, because I know you know my personal. I was always like, ah, you know, the whole HIPAA part was was pretty vague in the beginning, and it's like, you know what? If they request me, okay. But if I'm not going to request a patient, because I think that's that's to me that was crossing the line. But I was like, but if they're saying me, I was like, all right, well. And luckily, I haven't had these issues that you had with um, people Look, asking it, for patient yeah appointments and stuff. Here, here's the deal. It, it's probably not going to happen in a chiropractic setting as it would more in a medical setting. Um, but I'll use a comparison of, you know, I dated an OBGYN and, um, you know, they had a conversation about their, uh, a patient's, uh, vaginal, um, you know, issues. And, you know, if she had lost her phone and it was able to get unlocked and just say worst case scenario, you know, that patient data got put out there. I mean, that's a $50,000 fine. At the very least, it's not worth it. It's just not, it's not worth the risk. And so my advice on personal stuff is if you get messaged by a patient on Facebook, redirect them to a secure messaging platform uh, via email and say, I don't take patient questions over Facebook due to HIPAA. You can always blame, you can always blame the big guy and it's the truth and direct them to say, Hey, this is the best email to contact me on. It's safe and secure. I can communicate with you, with you there more efficiently. That, then that makes complete sense to me because, A, you don't want to be doing that anyway. You know, yeah. it's your time. You're off of work, et cetera. You know, yeah. make an appointment, you know. Exactly. So do, you, do people still use uh, Google much? And you mentioned, I mean, I'm kind of curious, are people still, especially for doctor's offices, is Google a good way to still, for paid advertising besides like your listing and getting reviews. Oh yeah. It's still a better way than any, than, than social media, you know, social okay. media is branding. I believe it's so, uh, it's, um, it's branding one Oh one. Um, you can get conversions. You can do conversion marketing on social media. It takes more time, bandwidth, energy, and I'll, I'll be at money. Uh, mm-hmm. but with smart systems, you can do it. But at the end of the day, search is still what, well, it's search. I'm, I know what I'm looking for. I'm 80% closed on what I want. And so you do need to be, you know, if, if you only have $1,000 to spend a month, um, I would spend $500 of that on, on Facebook advertising. The other 500 would be committed to my SEO, whether okay. it's, it's pay-per-click, um, which in most markets, $500 is not going to be much. Uh, but Either it's organic SEO or pay-per-click. You should be focused on on search because that's where the majority of your patients are still going to be coming from. So you should be focused having um, uh, a high-ranking website, uh, a, a low-bounce-rate website, so a site that people you know want to stay on, a site that has capture tools for email and data collection so you can retarget uh, and if you're going to invest in pay-per-click advertising, there's long tail forms of advertising and, and you know some very controversial ways of advertising, such as advertising on competitors' names that you can get um, more bang for your buck. But definitely, I would say if you had to put one over the other, yeah, Google I would give a preference to when it comes to uh, local specialty based searches because mm-hmm. I, I, you know, that's it's still where know, people go. 
still where people we're go. still and not you, going you, to Facebook. Who do we, they might want a referral, but then they're still going to end up going to, well, I got the doctor's name, Justin Troskler. Now, how do I find him? Oh, let me Google him. And now yeah. I found his website. And, then, and, you and that's why you got to be focused on and reputation searches too, because the average doctor's name is searched 40 to 80 times a month. So mm-hmm. we could say, you know, average 60 times a month, your name is going to be searched. You want to have a good rep- representation. And remember, Google is your first impression. I'll say that one more time. Google is your first impression. And so you want to make the best first impression. Uh, you want to make sure that your Yelp page is has got, you know, a, a three and a half to four and a half star rating at least. Uh, it's actually healthier to have a four and a half star rating over a five star rating. And no one really has a five star rating across the board. Um, you want to make sure that you have a good, clean website that's optimized on your name. I mean, I don't know how many doctors who buy these cookie cutter templated base websites and their, their own name isn't even optimized for it. I mean, Mm -hmm. you, you Google their name and it's coming down. Their own website is, is barely on the first page of their own name. And so that's a definite like, Oh wow. You know, we got a problem here. Your name should be optimized, your location should be optimized for your specialty, and your services should be optimized for your specialty. Do you have any um, programs that you would recommend to learn this stuff or just pay somebody? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Programs to learn uh, social media or programs to learn uh, More than SEO. Google, I mean, I've been focused on so much social media lately because of the podcast and people aren't yeah. looking really Google, but on yeah. a practice website, it's definitely based on like, where do you live? How do you find me? Yeah. Rand, Rand Fishkin from Moz, or, um, you know, Rand Fishkin's, um, you know, the, the player in SEO. Um, they also sell SEO services. Um, typically, I would suggest a, a company called AppSumo. Uh, usually they have some type of, you know, at least once a month, they, they usually run a deal every day, but once a month, at least they have some type of either pay per click or SEO kind of training course, uh, mm-hmm. brought to people. Um, you can, you can learn SEO, you know, pretty well by yourself. You know, if you get a WordPress website, you get the Yoast SEO plugin, it's going to do a lot of the work for you. And as it does the work, it will show you how to do the work. Yeah, you know, agreed. Uh, I mean, I've I've sold I've sold uh, back in the day when I was really hustling to make money as a youngster. I used to sell eight hundred dollar SEO packages, and basically, I just had a plug in do all the work for me. Um, <laughs> but you know, it's that's the reality of the situation. You know, so uh, and I'm I'm transparent, and, and I've <laughs> I literally still have clients that pay me for the SEO, and they know it's a plug in. They don't want to pay to, they don't even want to deal with it. So you're paying people for the, because you don't have the time and or you don't have the knowledge. So if you want to pay someone, ultimately what you want to make sure is you're getting the results, right? Yeah. And that if you're getting the results or, are getting you a return on investment. And so typically am I, I getting emails. Am I getting people in the door? Am I, yeah. Am I, is, is my site getting a higher rate of visitors? Are they staying on the site? As you said, am I getting emails? And ultimately, you know, there's there's a there's an analytical number you can look at. Like there's a there's a, a, a formula that I have that looks at visitors versus contact page versus emails collected. And that really, if you if you put those numbers together, crunch them together, you you have a good representation of how your SEO efforts are doing. Um, so 
you know, a good SEO company should be on the low end, $500, medium, $800. I know really great SEO companies that do um, awesome work, and I know really horrible SEO companies that steal your money that sell $1,500 to $3,000 a month packages. So um, it's ultimately should be a company that that if you're going to pay them, they don't have a contract, uh, that they are transparent with their, their, their numbers, uh, that they do cost something and that ultimately you can track the progress and you can feel the impact. Your, your staff should be telling you, wow, we're getting a lot more calls from Google, you know, a month or two after signing up with them. What is one, if you know, what is one key that you can do to help improve your bounce rate? Oh, don't have a crappy picture of yourself up. (laughs) Uh, yeah, no, no, I, I literally did a, I did a, um, I did a, study on this before myself. Um, I was working with lawyers websites and I found that lawyers typically would take pictures that make them look very serious. Mm -hmm. And, um, when I compared it to sites that had a lawyer smiling versus the lawyer looking stern, um, the stern site had a, like a 60 to 80% bounce rate compared to a 30 to 40% bounce rate for the site that was, that was smiling. Um, the, the obvious things are to have to lower your bounce rate is like speed up your site, have a mobile friendly website. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mobile's the key. The second thing is have a um, have have you know no uh, you know flash stuff. I don't think anyone still. If if anyone does out there, please please you know no flash people get help. Um, the you know lower bounce rate typically also is going to be. Um, how is the rendering on the page? Is the design responsive and clean? Uh, those are some simple things. Uh, you know, if you want to get more deeper on it, have really engaging content and stuff that people click on. So they keep moving through your, your site and there's a flow, you know, or we like to say now the the buzzword is funnels, right? You want to get people to keep clicking. Um, but funnels are really just, you know, do they keep clicking on your site? Is there, is there an engaging story on your site. And my advice always to doctors is, uh, you know, have social proof, have testimonials show up first, have all the things that every patient is, is ultimately looking for. I want to know how to find you. I want to know what, uh, what do other people say about you? And I want to know why I should choose you and have that be like the first three things people see when they land on your page. And if you do just that, I mean, honestly, they'll stay on your page because they'll want to find out more. So I almost say to doctors, turn your website into, you know, a third-party review site within its own frame, if you can. And you can. I, I mean, I've done that for doctors and, and, and other people. I've built sites like that. Um, and you can actually have promos in your office to get people to actually give reviews. Because people just don't make, normally give reviews unless you sort of ask or, you know, incentivize them to win a TV or something. What well, is your opinion? You know what that, dude, uh, you know, Dr. Justin, that comes down to communication, and here's the difference mm-hmm. is it's one, it's confidence. Do I have a confidence and a faith and belief in my product, right? If I do, then I should not feel hesitant to ask somebody to leave me a review. Then it comes down to, am I asking? Am I taking action? Or is more importantly, my staff trained to take action? If you yeah. ask someone to go leave a review or what I would ask them to do nowadays is leave a, a video review. Let's do a video review right now. It's a, fit, it's a coin flip. It literally, 
if, if it's a female patient, typically they're going to say, Oh, I don't, I'm not, I didn't, I didn't prepare for this. I didn't have my makeup. Yeah. Then you can just say, that's great. Could you just go leave us a review on Yelp? Oh yeah. I'd love to do that for you. You know, 50% chance they do. That's yeah. It comes down to just asking your patients just to do this. If you, you shouldn't have to do promos if you want to. Yeah, that's cool to drive more. But if you're just consistently asking and a simple framework that I have for it with patients is human beings like to help other human beings, right? Mm-hmm. So when, like, it's just like doing a cold call. When you cold call, uh, uh, you know, a business, you know, typically the old school 80s approach is, oh, hey, this is Tristan from Cairo Sushi. I have a really great deal for you. Can, can I talk to your boss? And people are like, oh, my God, what, dude? Slow down. No, go away. But if you slow down and you pause, you go, hey, is this uh, your name? Oh, it's Shirley. Hi, Shirley. Hey, this is Tristan over at Cairo Sushi. Can you help me? And just let that bomb drop. Yeah, of course. That's what people pay me to do. <laughs> well, even in the setting of your, your office, human being, your patients are still human beings. And when, we, when we're asked to help other people, we typically innately want to ab- abide by that. Usually, right? If you're asking sincerely, can you help me? So if I ask you, Justin, hey, Justin, this is this has been a great podcast. Will you do me a favor? Can you help me? Don't be so silent. It makes me want to talk first and then I lose. Yes, of course I'll help you. (laughs) (laughs) Would you mind helping other people like you, other podcasters out there, know that I'm a great guest? And would you go leave me a review on Yelp? Okay. Right, right. Simple as that. So if you're just doing that on a regular basis, um, you're you're going to have really great results. You don't need to do the gimmicks and the promos. Although I love gimmicks and promos, uh, I am the gimmick king. You know, I'm, I grew up on wrestling, so when I hear the word gimmick, I'm like, yeah, dude, let's do gimmicks. But you should not have to if your work is high quality. If your if your staff wows the experience, you should be uh, your your patients should typically be like, I can't wait to leave a review, and so. The cool thing about chiropractic is most patients, unlike dental patients, are walking out typically happy, you know? So, yeah. Hey, brother. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Well, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You got you lust a better website eyes. on WordPress. <laughs> <laughs> you have lust in your eyes, Hogan. You have lust in your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, I hope they appreciate that. Um, Some will. Yes. <laughs> I, w- I was looking at WordPress the other day yeah. and I have to like, I'm going to have to migrate my uh, business website over at some point. And I'm looking at all these templates. What, what are you on right now? Uh, I'm on an elegant theme, I believe. You're on a WordPress elegant theme? Okay, elegant themes is a good theme. Oh yeah, theme. of course. Those are good themes. Yeah, yeah I like elegant Well, the themes. one I have, I, I think it's called aggression or something or aggregate. I don't remember. But I had an issue and uh, a 500 issue and I got to figure out how to do the FTP. Um, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, we just got the very special, uh, specific right here. But I'm, I'm, I was paying somebody to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I enjoy this. I like being creative. Oh, yeah. And, uh, so I'm going to migrate that over to something. And I'm looking at all these sites. I'm like, man, they got all these pictures and all these squares and like six buttons on the bottom. I'm like, guys, that is so much work. I, don't, yeah. I just need some simpler websites and just have tabs. But what you just said kind of made sense. You know, when you have these one page, two page, three page, or uh, the fold, whenever mm-hmm. you have to scroll forever, yeah, it kind of makes sense because the first one could be like a picture of your office, and then you could have a spot that has testimonies. The next one could be your office hours, or you could have office hours, and now it kind of makes more sense what the things that you said the, you can find the highest, for that. The highest converting doctor website I ever built 
was also the least um, least time and least effort. Uh, at that point in time, they had over 40 Yelp reviews that were four or five star ratings. They had over 60 40 to five star Facebook reviews. They had um, about 20 or 30 Google reviews with the actual picture picture right of the reviewer. And so all I did was take screenshots of those reviews. Uh, because they were transparent, because it showed they, you know, people knew that they were a Yelp reviewer or the Facebook. I just, I got a Tumblr theme. Mm-hmm. I had the clinic name as the website name, and so that was a domain. And I just literally, it was just one nonstop page of like it would be four reviews and then a blog article, four reviews and then a contact information, and then there was tabs obviously for about us and contact, but the home page was just. All reviews. You almost didn't need anything else because everything the patient wants. Where are you? What yeah. do you look like? Uh, what yeah, office? Exactly. What do you serve? What, 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 what products do you actually offer? Oh, okay. Yeah, totally. Dude. Very nice. Totally. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's. You, you got to think outside the box sometimes, and you got to, you got to think from the patient's perspective. It's we we get caught in the whole, you know. And I've done web development for people, and I when I was younger, I used to just kiss butt and be like, oh yes, doc, you know, sir, yes, yes. Oh, and can you change that color there? And then eventually I'm like, dude, in my 30s, I'm like, I know what works. Mm-hmm. I, the goal is conversions. Do you want to make more money or do you want to look better to your colleagues? You know, I, I want to make more money. I want you to make more money. But if you want to have like this, you know, you know, contest with your colleagues of who has a prettier website, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not the, I'm not the, I'm not the guy that's going to make this for you. Shit, this is starting to turn out like a pitch for me to do website. I am not for hire. I especially do not want to work with chiropractor. I don't want to work with anyone. All I care about is Cairo Sushi. So I will give my stuff away for free. That's how I, I, I that I've done. I'm past that point. I made my money in startups. I, I, I have, this is a passion project for me now. So I am for, if you want to grab me, I always have 15 minutes if you have questions about this stuff, but I will never, ever, Ever be for hire for this because I have done that road, man. You know, you we have a so. we have a a template of okay, this is how the podcast is probably gonna flow, and I was like, you know what, this guy has a wealth of knowledge on this product on the on these services. Let's just keep asking these questions. Oh, dude, I'll give it away for free. I do it. I'll give anyway. I'm dude. I'm a wealth of knowledge for a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm not. I I don't. I don't BS. I just. Um, you know, I love building enterprises and I've been a part of very successful enterprises that have been acquired for millions of dollars. Um, I've been a part of, uh, organizations that have been converted from nonprofits into for profits that are uber successful. And I've also fallen on my face like a couple times. And, and so I'm honest about that, but yeah, I mean, this is what I love, dude. I love marketing. I love communication. I love business development. Um, when I grew up as a kid, in a chiropractic office, what I was in love with was how did my dad sell $80 worth of supplements to this patient? Like I would just watch him and be like, wow, that guy's so good at selling stuff. That blows me. You know? Yeah. And then I'd be like how his staff was so well-trained on scheduling. Like it was, it was like a, a work of art to watch the flow of patients in and out of the office and how, you, the patient didn't waste time. The, the staff was so trained on how did they get them to, to book the appointment, the next, the next six appointments. Our, 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 the practices I grew up with, they, it wasn't like, oh, can we see you next week? Uh, 
what works best for you? Oh, let, oh, you need to check your schedule. Okay, you can call us back. It was like, no, doctor said he wanted to see you in the next six weeks. Here's how it's going to go. Do you prefer mornings or afternoons? We'd like to see you this Thursday afternoon here. Boom, 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 boom. And it was like, yeah. you know, just a symphony, you know? And so I, I, grew, I grew up in this like, oh, that's cool. And I used to go to seminars that the seminar we're trying to build is the seminars I used to go to that I think really helped develop me as a, a young man into an entrepreneur. Where do you see yourself so in we're five years? To bring What's that your goals? Yeah. Uh, five years, I, I really think it's just going to be standard doing this this gig, man. This is going to be something I love to do, which is working with chiropractors from Cairo Sushi standpoint. Um, I don't I don't have any kind of like ulterior motive of like I want to be on the board of some school. Uh, I don't want to be involved in that kind of stuff. I do not want to be involved in politics. I went to a meeting tonight, and I just wanted to knock my head against the wall brutal. for like an hour, you know, two hours of just watching. Yeah, it was. Oh, dude, it's just it's the same stuff that's been going on for years. At the end of the day, it's like, do you want to be successful and and help serve and love more people, or do you want to complain about PTs stealing your work, or do you want to complain about you can't do DOT? exams it's like just shut up and go serve more people like so uh, that's really i want to have in five years i hope that we are uh if to answer your question in five years i hope that people go we go to cal jam to get our california wackiness on and get our and get our health and wellness and i think cal jam is going to turn into a a consumer i think there's going to be more consumers and chiropractors there that's my that's my uh my my uh, prediction in, in five years and that Cairo sushi will be where the chiropractic business entrepreneur goes once a year, maybe, maybe twice. I'll, let's just say once a year and they have a, uh, just a kick butt time and that, you know, Cairo sushi.com is, you know, right up there with the American chiropractor or Cairo echo for content. You know, I, I, I hope better content. That's my goal. Uh, but I hope, you know, as many people are visiting it, you know, and those companies have done a great job. I just think that, uh, there's a different way to reach the younger chiropractors today. And I think we're doing a good job of doing that. You got any kind of hobbies? Uh, I, I songwrite. Uh, I, I used, I used to songwrite a lot. Um, uh, other than that, I, I like to go, I like to go on long drives and listen to NPR and just get lost, get lost in, um, get lost in especially Sunday morning NPR. So, Would you recommend doctors to have uh, extremely polarizing political mims as their, <laughs> as their uh, clinical? Uh, uh, would I recognize that? Yes and no. I mean, if 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 you are trying to filter out who you want as a patient, and I've seen <laughs> those doctors that were so anti-Hillary or pro-Trump, and I'm like, look, man, if this is if if that's if you just want to have a pro-Trump patient base, go for it. Suit suit yourself. <laughs> go for it. It's. Be you, do you, man. You only have one life to live. So, you know, do I recommend it? Probably not. I would say you need you need to have a again. You need to have a diversified portfolio of patient base. You should have bleeding heart liberals and strong Republicans and a mixture of of you know anarchists. You know, but you know, it's totally yeah. up to you. Uh, do you have any kind of morning or lunch routine that excites you and gets you focused for the rest of your day? Morning is just talking to myself in the shower. It's conversations with Tristan in the shower. I, I don't eat lunch, which is not healthy. I barely eat breakfast. I do 
you know, to satiate like that NPR thing is just like that's really to satiate myself. But my routine is just do it. It's just there's it doesn't stop the grind and hustle. You know, we we all say that in the entrepreneurial world. But, um, you know, tenacity is really is something that I respect. And it's like, look, it's midnight right now. Right. About where I am. It's like and when we stop this, I'm going to work for another two hours on some content and I'm going to get back up around six thirty seven in the morning and just keep going. So um, I almost think when you when you stop and you relax, sometimes it's the worst thing in the world it, for for a bit for an entrepreneur because it's you got to you got to hitch back up again. So I think you're going to ask me a question about vacations next, and I'm going to tell you what I think about that. Yeah, go right into it. You know, how do you take vacations, especially in your line of work? How do you just pl- unplug? So I don't think you can do. I don't think you can do just like you can do weekend getaway. Like you, I believe. Here's my theory: if you're grinding really hard uh, for like a month straight, you need to take uh, two to three days and just drop out. If you're grinding really hard consistently for like six to nine months straight, you need to take three weeks off. So there's not you, you can't do the one week because one week is not enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got to do two and a half weeks with a week of when you get back to get back into the grind mode uh, because it really is it's you, you got to be focused. You got to be organized in your life uh, with your vacation planning as you are with your, your hustle. So, I mean, I, am not one to like, I don't really like vacations. I think that, um, you know, every vacation that I've ever been on, at least since my twenties was still, I still worked on my vacations Mm -hmm. and a lot of people go, that's not healthy. And I'm like, it's, I, I don't care. It's not about, it's what's healthy to me. And, um, I'm starting to get into meditation a little bit. I, I do see the value in that. Mm-hmm. I just, I rather just keep my brain going. <laughs> uh, sometimes, so meditation. Some sometimes it just it's like it builds up apathy to me. So I'm like, oh shoot, uh, that's not me. I'm like, come on, let's go. You know, do so, you have to write stuff down so you can get it out of your head? I uh, yeah, all the time, dude. I and I write on walls. So. <laughs> I, I will write on anything. Uh, I mean, I, I literally will write on walls if I if I have to find something to if I can't find a piece of paper or something and it's a pencil on the wall, and then I'll take a screenshot of it and then I'll try to wipe it off or fix it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm constantly doodling, writing down stuff, um, and I believe in handwriting over typing stuff up. Although typing still does work, but there's something about retention with actually physically writing that I found works better for me. I agree. I mean, it's hard. I'm so used to typing it now, but you're right. Just writing it down, it's an extra layer. Just like teaching something. You can think you know it by reading it. You can write it down. And then if you actually have to speak it, then now you've really learned it. Yeah. Totally do. Totally do. Uh, last question then. you have any kind of favorite book, blog, podcast that you either secretly love or one that you just have to share with everyone? Yeah, totally, dude. Uh, Kairo Sushi. No, just joking. <laughs> it's my uh, favorite. <laughs> yeah, um, the Ringer. Uh, I love Bill Simmons' work. Um, I know Bill uh, not well, but I know Bill. I like his pop. You know, that's my sense of humor. It's pop culture. It's fun. It's sports pop culture. Um, it's entertaining. Um, we I spoke about James Altucher before. James Altucher, um, his podcast, his email. Uh, you know, he's got a daily email. I think at this point. Um, again, it's entertaining read. 
Um, I love Noah Kagan's stuff from AppSumo. Noah Kagan just dropped a, a new podcast. I would suggest anyone listen to that. Um, and I love, uh, you know, some of the, it, you know, to keep up with the chiropractic world, I love what Sean Andrews is doing with Inspired Chiropractor. Um, I like what Dr. Bo's doing, Dr. Bo Pierce. So I satiate myself outside the profession with those people and then inside the profession with, with some of those folks. Mm. Real quick, AppSumo, is, is that a company that helps you figure out the long tail keywords to search for? Or it goes way deeper than that? No. Um, no, AppSumo is a Groupon meets entrepreneur meets cool new tools. Um, so like they do like a daily, like get, get this YouTube uh, video overlay system like where you can put at your own ads in your own youtube videos sounds oh, cool what? right yeah yeah dude i think it's called like i forget what it's called convert kit or something it's on app sumo get a thousand stock images for like oh. 20 bucks app sumo so it's kind of like it's 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 where the entrepreneur can go to get really great deals and for new startups to get exposure right and get in and get people to use their stuff um Trying to think of, uh, you know, Grum. Grum is an example. Grum is an Instagram. It's the only desktop you can you can actually use it to post Instagram oh. from, from your desktop computer. Um, they got their start with pushing on AppSumo. Um, I believe I believe Canva actually got their name out through AppSumo. It's created by the founder. Uh, he he's the founder. His name's Noah Kagan. He worked at Facebook. He was number eighteen at Facebook. He was number four at uh, Mint, which is a mm -hmm. financial app. He was the marketing uh, CMO for uh, Mint, and then uh, he started up AppSumo, and they have a, a SumoCon now where they, they bring in a seminar in Austin, Texas, where uh, Dr. Langmaid from the Evidence-Based Chiropractor, he, he goes, we are both Sumoites, and uh, blatantly I ripped a little bit of their stuff off for sushi, um, so everyone always asks, why, why, why do you think of the name Cairo Sushi? I'm like, just because it was cool. Like, I just like it. And, and then, and then once like, I was like, I like it. I was like, I can make up anything I want. It's raw. It's organic. Um, there's art in sushi. I mean, you can go anywhere you want with it. If, if I really wanted to, to become like that pontificating, yeah. you know, artist. Right. But like, honestly, it just felt right. And I trust my innate more yeah. than anything. So as, as any marketer and any business owner, one, one more question. I, I'm curious. You had mentioned, I, I yeah. read some stuff on long tail marketing and, and trying to find those keywords like chiropractic. Yeah, good luck spending $8 yeah. a click on that, but maybe. Yeah, or, or $22 yeah, a click or, on that. Maybe you need yeah. A yeah. eye pain from headaches. I mean, I don't know. Is there a way, is there any kind of apps or websites where you can like figure that out yeah, and just totally pay some it. money to learn you know, all these little long tail keywords? No, you just use Google, man. You know what you do is you, you do a uh, chiropractor in your town and then see what the other related searches are. Uh, and so as you get more, yeah. So if you look at that, that's going to give you an idea. I really don't think long tail keywords and chiropractic is probably as good as other, uh, other kind of mm. domains, like other businesses, like software service companies. Like you could probably go more long tail, especially marketing and go more long tail. If you're, if you're Googling okay. marketing terms. I believe the answer with Google AdWords for chiropractors is, is, is running AdWords on competitors' names. 
So I truly think that the the low hanging fruit, the least path of resistance, and the lowest ad spend money is to run ads on your competitors' names. And the first thing that comes up is going. So I'm going to run it on doctor chiropractor. That's your call. I, I think ethically you got to do what's wise for you. But when I say competitors, it could be the internal family medicine doctor who gets tons of back pain people because it's really easy for him to push Oxycontin. Yeah, if you put right? back pain, where, what actually shows up? What clinics are showing up? Well, that, right. Regardless of the specialty. Look at the top people. Yeah. yeah you know, I, I, when I say competitors, I mean the neurosurgeon who's doing back surgery on people, which they don't need the majority of the time. And, uh, they're, you know, that's, or it's people looking to just optimize their health. I'll I'll leave you with this. My belief and my theory is for chiropractic to really own what we do. It's not about back pain. Okay. That's really cliche, right? But, uh, what I truly think the language that we should be using is, is just like we do in marketing. It's optimization. And, and James Altucher talks about this. The only three things that people care about today when they buy something is it will it get me paid, will it get me laid, and will it help me lose weight? So if you focus on your chiropractic uh, office and marketing in those three things, will it help you get paid? Yeah, you'll be sick less. You'll, you'll, you'll be more optimized to make, to make more money because you'll be sick less, you'll work harder, you'll be able to work longer. Uh, I'm sorry, folks. This is the world we live in. Okay, there's this isn't. I don't. I I love Tim Ferriss, but the majority of people cannot. A chiropractor can't do a four-hour work week. Okay, so that's that's there's just no way. You have to serve more people. So a a plumber has to serve more people. In order for that plumber to be optimized and to get paid, they should see a chiropractor so they can be optimized on a weekly basis. You want to get laid. <laughs> get adjusted. You want to feel healthier. You want to look better. You, you want to, you want to be able to lose weight at a faster rate, take on, adopt the chiropractic lifestyle. So my theory is, and where I, where I hope Kairo Sushi, we take it is changing the language of, although we're strong believers in subluxation, the language to the patient should be, this is, this is optimization, not wellness, not, not, uh, you know, health, People don't care about health. You want to know why I know that? Because I ran a med spa for years, dude. And the med spa had, um, had a uh, health clinic mm-hmm. in it, okay? And the same patients that would owe deductibles and co-pays, hundreds of dollars, maybe $300 on average in co-pays and deductibles, right? The same patients would argue about paying their deductibles and their co-pays. Those same patients would throw down $3,000 cash to get their their, their tummy's liposuction. Right. Those same patients would pay thousands of dollars to get lip fillers. Okay. So <laughs> the truth is we got to meet human beings where they're at. And so I truly believe that what we do as chiropractors is help optimize you. So that's what we should be selling is, do you want to be optimized so that you can get paid, get laid and lose weight? Which in losing weight really means be healthy, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and and so, uh, but but we don't care about being healthy. We care about being. I just thin. want to be thin. However, I got to do so, it. That's why there's so many fad diets. In chiropractic, it, you know, look, 
it's a long way to get there to explain chiropractic can help you lose weight, but ultimately, if if you're functioning at your optimal best, if if you're aligned in your in your thought process as well as your physical, mental, and spiritual components, chiropractic can help you get there. And I'm not talking about you know add a weight loss program to your chiropractic philosophy. It's work with your patients on communicating to them how their thoughts are affecting them, how toxins are affecting them, how trauma is affecting them. Work with their mental phys- and spiritual subluxations just as well as their physical subluxations. And that's optimizing. The future, the, 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 the doctor of the future, which is the chiropractor, is going to be the doctor that works with you on your thoughts, like energy medicine, which is what D.D. Palmer was really working on, works with you physically on, 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 on adjusting your subluxations, and works with you spiritually by optimizing your life. So we, we, we have the greatest opportunity, I truly believe. You want to do low back pain and workers' comp, more power to you, buddy. But I really honestly want to help people you know, optimize their lives. Sorry, I went on a little rant. There. No, you're Jake. good. Sorry. Okay, cool. That's, what this show, that's why I have a long formatted show. Is like, so we can yeah, do this I like kind it. of thing, I like so. it. I like it. I like this, this midnight rambling with me, dude. It's yeah. cool. So, okay, obviously people can find you at kairosushi.com. How else can people find you? Yep. Or is that enough? Uh, they can. They, I'll hook up with them on Facebook, um, Tristan Schaub Facebook. Uh, f- you know, if they want to email me, Tristan at kairosushi.com. Um, you know, send out the bat signal. Just put, you know, uh, sushi instead of, you know, put a little sushi roll, tuna roll instead of the Batman logo. And, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll be there. Not probably like Batman would. Maybe give me two <laughs> days. But, uh, yeah. Kairosushi.com is probably the best way to get a hold okay, of me. Very good. Any closing remarks? Dude, I love what you're doing. I, however I can support you, love and serve you, brother, uh, you know, uh, let me know. I, I, I think that you're on a mission, and I support that mission to you know, get to know people in our community, which is the same thing we're trying to do. Um, the more that we have people that are intel- intelligent, um, uh, emotionally uh, intelligent, as well as intellectually intelligent, sharing uh, in this profession, the more we have to learn. I went, like I said, I went to a meeting tonight and, uh, there was, it was a lot of times I wanted to hit my head, but there was one moment where Dr. Joe Borio spoke up, who's a, you know, pretty big wig in chiropractic. And he spoke up for about five minutes and dude, he just, he, he reignited in that moment. I'm like, I wasn't even thinking about chiropractic, but his five minutes just was like epic. And it put into perspective what we what we do, what we're afraid of, which is like you know certain things we're fearful of of, of who we are as a profession. And it was just it was mind blowingly good. And so uh, the fact that you're trying to find those little nuggets, man, I I, I love it, I dig it, and I'll support it for whatever you need. I from appreciate me. it, man. Cool, dude. Right, well, best of luck with Cairo Sushi 2017 and uh, Mims and everything else you got going on. All right, Dr. Justin, thank you so much, dude. Tristan, amazing job. I'm dizzy over here with all this information that you gave. Thank you so much for being open and genuine and authentic with the memes that you create, with how you market, with with all the knowledge that you have from your past business ventures. Um, I really wish you the best of success, not luck, because you're working. So the success of Cairo Sushi, you got Grant Cardone, you've got some of the other people that you mentioned. Really happy for you. Really excited to have you on the show. And thank you so much again for all the value that you just brought for our guests. Stay tuned for the travel tip. 
All of today's show notes can be found at a doctorsperspective.net slash one zero. Just want to give a general reminder, the ebook, when it comes out, if you were to go to a doctorsperspective.net on the right side of the screen, on a pop-up on the bottom of the screen, there's all kinds of places where you can put your email. And when that comes out for a limited time, I can send it to you for free. It's not only a book about nutrition and exercise, it's actually like blueprints. If you haven't really been able to stick to a diet much in your life, if you haven't really done much exercise and it's kind of a daunting and you get demotivated quickly, I have steps, implemental steps for you to take to make big changes overall, but small changes to start with to get accustomed to maybe eating less food, to how to build up to 20 minutes of exercise and things like that. So if you're interested, sign up because it's not only something that you could implement for yourself, especially if you are um, not in peak health, but also it's something that you can either give or sell to your patients so that they can have a blueprint for themselves. You can find me online on all the popular sites. The easiest way to do it is go to a doctorsperspective.net. And if you look at the top right, there's all these little social media icons. Just click whichever flavor you like best and it'll send you directly to that page. You can subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, Facebook, Instagram, etc. I do a lot of travel photos on Instagram, so I hope you like it. As well as Flickr has a wide variety of those same pictures, but a lot more. And of course, I'm very active on Facebook. So connect, comment, and I will respond. Travel tip for today. Whenever you're traveling anywhere you go, especially to a foreign country, be smart. Don't spit. Maybe don't chew gum. Don't do crazy things like graffiti a wall. I know we're all adults, but you still see things on TV sometimes. So uh, just make an effort. You know, don't don't throw your gum on the ground. Put your trash where you belong. You know, you don't have to be uh, the obnoxious tourist who um, doesn't follow the rules. Um, You may even have to do a search real quick. Strange rules for tourists in XYZ city, state, country that you go visit, just so you make sure that you don't make a a faux pas just in case. We just went hashtag behind the curtain, and this episode has come to an end. I hope you got the right dose for your optimal life. Please spread the word about this podcast by telling two friends, sharing on social media, and visit the show notes on a doctorsperspective.net to see all the references from today's guest. A sincere thank you in advance. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.